Without why, why are we talking in real life? <laughs> we should always be recording. We should just always be recording. You, you, you are now listening to Lower Road Radio. Hey, welcome one and all to the number one podcast, Winter, Spring, and Fall. Talking sports for the thrill of it all. Hey, talking life, but we're killing it all. Jason and Dan with the master plan. These are dangerous men with the mic in the hand. Huh? All the five winners everywhere that we go. You're a part of the team. Lower Road Radio. Dad life, thug life, bright lights in sight. All right, what? Dad life, thug life, bright lights in sight. All right, yeah. Dad life, thug life, bright lights in sight. All right, what? All the five winners everywhere that we go. You're a part of the team. Lower Road Radio. Let's get it. What? At Tanagra, when the walls fell, this is Dan coming at you another time for Lower Road Radio with my co-host, as always, Jason. How are you doing today? The ketosis is in full. Do you feel like you're in you're in full ketosis. Right I, now? I'm in full ketosis Your mode. Your body is in ketosis. I'm in one with the ketosis. Oh man, feels good, doesn't it? Uh, what's the I'm one with the force and the force is with me I am one with the force the force is with me I am with ketosis and ketosis is with me really yeah you're just feeling good I'm feeling good right my energy levels are high I wake up in the morning like Mm -hmm. energized I don't feel drowsy at some point three weeks ago or whatever this podcast stopped being about sports and things that we wanted to talk about it's a keto podcast and now it's just a keto podcast that's what it is (laughs) there has to be other keto podcasts absolutely if there's not Mm -hmm. we could be making a billion dollars right now yeah People are going on the ketosis journey with us. Absolutely. It's a wonderful thing. It may or may not be directly related to us, but Mm -hmm. there are literally millions of people literally signing up for ketosis right now. Yeah. And I'm hoping that happens more and more so that restaurants are making more keto friendly things just on purpose. Like they can have like, just give me like a keto section of the menu. Yeah. Now I go online and I, and I'll search like, uh, you know, Wendy's keto, you know, hack or something like that. The the other day, uh, yesterday actually, um, had a meeting and, uh, they, uh, were buying uh, Jimmy John's for everybody. Oh yeah. And I was like, Oh man, what am I going to do? And so I look it up and the Jimmy John's got the unwitch, you know, it's specific. It's, it's, it's wrapped like heavily in lettuce and it's just, you get any of their subs, you just get it as an unwitch instead of the sandwich or the sub. And, uh, it's just meat and cheese and some mayo and Sounds some awesome. vinegar and oil. Yeah. It was, I mean, I'm eating it. It was, um, I got the JJ's gargantuan. It had like seven kinds of meat in it. Uh, you know, it was amazing. It was so, so was good. was everybody looking at you weird? Like at the meeting? Yes. No, I think a couple of people had had the Unwitch before. Uh, I don't know if they were looking at me weird or not. I don't care if they're looking at me weird because it was, it was better. I've had Jimmy John's before. It was the best Jimmy John's I've ever had. I'm finding that... I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not like bread's not something that I'm looking at and thinking like, Oh man, I really wish I could have that. Yeah. Not at all. I will say this when I catch a whiff and I've caught it a couple times of fried bread, whether it be donuts or bakery okay, type of now stuff, fried bread. Yes. Listen, come mm-hmm. on. I have a hard time with that one. That's the one that still gets me. Well, they had Jimmy John's cookies too. Okay. Uh, afterwards and you know people are like oh yeah let me grab this one oh the chocolate chip or the raisins really good and i was looking at the jim john cookies like okay that actually looks really good yeah but just like the bread on the sandwich like all of the like i've been getting my kind of standard thing if i'm in a hurry is i go to wendy's and i get the junior bake i get two junior bacon cheeseburgers okay okay and the junior bacon cheeseburger is burger cheese bacon tomato lettuce mayo, mayo right that's it 
all keto, all very keto friendly stuff. And so, um, I just take the bread off of it and then I just, um, and I ask for extra lettuce so that I could put bread on, um, lettuce on either side of it. Yeah. And, um, and then I just put it all together and have like a double bacon cheeseburger wrapped in lettuce and I eat that. It's really good. But what I've noticed is because I, then I throw all the bread in the, in the bag when I'm yeah. done, that bag is, there's so much bread. It's yes. like so much bread and I don't enjoy it any less. In fact, I would say that honestly, I enjoy it more than I did when I was eating them like with bread and stuff. Yeah. So one of the things I found out recently is I didn't even know this was a thing, but you can check, um, you know, diabetics check their blood sugar level. Yeah. Um, you know, they do a little finger prick and do a little strip and put it in a little machine and it punches out a number. Yeah. Um, and there's something very similar for ketosis, you know, with the ketone level mm-hmm. in your body. Right. So you can do the little finger prick, little strip, put it in there, check it. Um, I found this out last night as I was driving home from Gideon's baseball game, which he hit a home run. It was exciting. Nice. And uh, I was super thirsty. I'd already drinking a gallon of water. Yeah. But we were outside and it was 85 degrees. I'm sure. baking in it the sun. It was hot last it night. It was so hot. Yeah. And um, I was so, so thirsty. So I stopped at uh, Kroger and uh, I'd promised Gideon I'd get him something if he hit a home run. So I got him some spicy peanuts. Nice. And uh, I walked by the drink aisle. And there's a cooler filled with cold drinks. I'm like, I got to have one. I got to have I got one. To I got just one. got to. So uh, I was looking at all the back of the containers and stuff, and the Monster Ultra Zero mm-hmm. looked like it was going to be carb zero based right. and, and sugar yeah. zero. So it was keto friendly. I bought it, drank it. I actually felt really, really, really good after it. Yeah. It tasted great, the whole thing. But I got home and I went on YouTube because I never searched it before. I said keto monster ultra zero and i found some results and i found a guy on youtube who works out drinks one of these drinks and he tests his blood sugar level and the ketone level before and after to see what the to drink see what the doing. difference is mm-hmm. right so the monster monster ultra zero mm-hmm. his blood sugar went down which is mm-hmm. good and his ketone levels also went down a little bit you don't want that you don't want that right so he is i went through and i searched all of his videos Mm -hmm. he did one where he did a rock star zero Mm -hmm. and his blood sugar went down Mm -hmm. and his ketone level slightly increased really yeah and so he's like you know in my book this is safe this Mm -hmm. is a good drink to drink right he said ultimately everybody's everybody's body is different sure and it might process it different right but this this if i have to have a drink like this mm-hmm. this is my go-to so you're gonna be stuck in the fridge with that yeah well the the powerade zero is also a great option so uh-huh. i also researched all of that yeah and powerade zero is definitely keto friendly uh-huh. um I, I would not suggest drinking large amounts of it yeah but if you're outside mowing lawn you know playing basketball doing something like that you need to get electrolytes in your body what you do is you take a Powerade Zero, mm-hmm. you drop in some Himalayan pink salt, yeah. you shake it up, and you are good to go. Or you just eat a cucumber. Well, there's that too. Yeah. You know. So but some, there's something about a nice cold drink yeah. that's flavorful. Sure, sure. You know, and I love water. I had already drank a gallon of water. Right. So I feel like I could splurge and get a flavored something. Is this interesting to people? Do people like know. this? I don't know. We'll be done. I just, will say this. Though. Should we talk about Splenda slash um, sur- stevia, sucralose, yeah, all that, all stuff. that stuff. It's Aspartame. all derived from the same thing. Yeah, which well, is well, stevia is not. Stevia is different, but the other ones are. The other ones yeah. are all are all the mm-hmm. same. So they they take the, it's actually processed from sugar, right? And they remove 
carbon or something I like that know. and replace it with chlorine. Mm-hmm. And so it, your body cannot process it. Right. So literally you're peeing it out. Right. Your body doesn't do anything with it. Right. And so it's been on the Canadian market for like 30 years. Yeah. And it's completely safe. Mm-hmm. Now there are other artificial sweeteners that are super dangerous. Right. You know, cancer causing that whole thing. But man, from everything I looked at, everything I read, yeah. Like this is a safe alternative. Mm-hmm. You know, I would not be overloading your system with it. You're right. Yeah. But you know, in small amounts, it's completely safe. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't screw around with your system. Yeah. Well, every morning I've been making bulletproof coffee and I love it. It lasts me until about two in the afternoon before I start to get hungry. You drink it till two in the afternoon? No, I drink it in the morning at like five thirty in the oh, morning. Oh, I got you. And then I don't feel hungry again until two afternoon. About yeah. two in the afternoon. On this diet, I don't feel hungry at all. Right. Yeah. I forced myself to eat dinner last night. Yeah. I was not hungry. Right. I'm like, I feel like I need to eat. I should eat something. Yeah. Shelby made. She bought these huge mushrooms mm-hmm. and grilled or um, sautéed them, and then put them in the oven for a little bit, kind of baked them. Sure. And then she put in cheese and yeah. pepperoni mm-hmm. and some tomato sauce. That sounds good. It was like a pizza bagel. Sure. But in a, a mushroom. huge mushroom. Yeah. It was delicious. I love mushrooms. Listen. This was one of the best things I've had in a long time. We, we bought some big mushrooms, not like the real big ones, but kind of the medium-sized ones. Yeah. And I just put uh, cheese and I don't know what else, just in, in them, you know, and then baked yeah. them in the oven. So good. If you go to Save-A-Lot, okay, which is not a sponsor of the show, but it could be. Hey, Save-A-Lot, we'll, we'll, we'll be happy to, to use you. They sell a bag of pepperoni leftovers. So like when they slice stuff up and cut stuff up, it's like mm-hmm. chunks and bits and things that came off crooked and stuff sure. like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a, a bag of random pieces of pepperoni. Yeah. It's really, really good. But it's good to just like yesterday when I went to pick up the kids, mm-hmm. I threw some in a Ziploc bag, grabbed a couple things of cheese. Yeah. I'm eating pepperoni and cheese. Completely keto friendly. It's and a, tasted great. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah. I'm really enjoying my life. I'm down 24 pounds altogether. You're tw- really 24 pounds? 24 pounds. Wow, I'm not that far. But, uh, I started before you did. Yeah, you started before. This I Sunday did. will be exactly one month. You started before I did, and my first like week and a half of it, I was doing it wrong. Like yeah, I was, yeah. do, I was doing things. I mean, it was still better than not doing or yes. than whatever I was doing. Right. But uh, I was, I was doing some things wrong that I didn't know about. Like I was eating sweet potatoes and pineapple. Really and, bad. Yeah, all of the things that are like no, 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 you'll get. But anyway, uh, I feel great, and uh, I've been exercising more. So listen, this is not just a weight loss no. diet. No. This is a health diet. Yeah. This is something, if you want to mm-hmm. feel healthier, yeah. if you want your body to be more efficient, yeah. if you want to be able to um, you know, fight off some of these diseases that are attacking the modern human, which yeah. haven't been around for hundreds of years right. until recently, it's because we've been feeding ourselves all this junk. This processed it's sugars. Awful. And, yeah. And, and, and I'll say too, like usually like around like mid-afternoon, I start to get super drowsy a lot of times. I'm like, yeah. man, I cannot keep my eyes. Since I've done this this diet, that's only happened like once. And I think it was like after I only got like two hours of sleep the night before. Like yeah. I, that hasn't happened. I haven't, I haven't had like that mid-afternoon drowsy thing. Anyway, this is not a commercial. Well, it kind of is a commercial for keto. But, uh, but I think we need to move on. We have other things we need to get to. I will say this. I want our healthiers to have a long, healthy life. You want our what? Our listeners. Oh, our listeners. To have a long, healthy life. Yeah, absolutely. And well, that means keto. For for us, it has. You know, some people are, are like paleo. Some people are vegan, you know. Don't. Uh, no, vegan is awful. Well, I know a guy who is a vegan. He runs triathlons, like, competitively. He's, like, super-duper healthy. 
And he said when he started eating vegan, like it made him feel so much better. Like it just like it made everything feel better. He competed better. Like in the I'm, I'm a carnivore. I eat lots no, of meat. No, listen, I want meat too. But I'm just saying different. Like you said, different bodies, different people are different. You know, follow. Listen, I would say this. I don't know all of our listeners. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we have a handful of guys that we know that listen to the show that we know personally. Right. Um, of all those people, would you say Joe Insel or, or Sheila's Joe? I accidentally said his last name. Oh, geez. Sheila's Joe. Edit that out later. Don't worry about it. Uh-huh. Is he probably the healthiest person we know? I think, I think Brandon's probably pretty healthy. Okay, Brandon. Brandon's uh, a better option. Cousin Chris. Is oh, yeah, those guys are awesome. Yeah. But you know what? Keto would help them too. It, it would, I think it would make you feel better. N- not just because they do not need to lose weight. Right. Not, yeah. not even close. Right. Chris is tiny. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's skinny. Yeah, Chris is super tiny. He's yeah, so but I think Keto he's a runner. would yeah. help him too. Yeah. Make him feel better. All right, Jason, we got to move on. We've got a big show today. Now, later in the, the show, we're going to do another Mount Rushmore. We're going to do a Mount Rushmore of baseball hats. You yes. and I are both connoisseurs of that kind of a thing, and we both love baseball. I've been in a baseball kind of mood lately. Yeah. I've been waxing nostalgic about baseball, and so I said, let's do a baseball hat Mount Rushmore. So what we're going to do is we're going to put a baseball hat on Lincoln. We're going to put a baseball hat on Washington. We're going to put a baseball hat on Jefferson and one on Roosevelt. We're not going to put on put one on Wild Horse. It's the one on the other side of Mount Rushmore. It's not Wild Horse. I don't know. Crazy Horse? I think Crazy Horse. I, I don't know. We're, we're, you know, I don't think you know, we're, we're going to do that. But the traditional Mount Rushmore. We're going to do the, the four presidents. We're going to give them each a baseball hat, and it's going to be amazing. But first. What was the thing before the podcast where we were talking? I said, save it. I want to talk to you about that. It was a keto stuff. No, it was something else. I don't know. Well, we were. Well, what? I don't remember. I was going to say something else. Okay. Say something else. We need this podcast. We, the, the people that own Lids, uh-huh. the store. Yeah. They need. Why wouldn't you sponsor two They need guys. to sponsor us. And listen, actually from Lids, mm-hmm. I would almost rather have baseball hats than money. Yeah, just give us product. And we'll advertise unlimited for it. product, and uh-huh. we will be your ultimate advertisers. That would be amazing. Can you there's, imagine every hat? There's actually to another you? company. There's an there's an internet clothing company that I would love if uh, if they uh, sponsored us. And I'm going to look them up right now. I'm going to give them a little bit of uh, credit. So you go to ebbets.com, and the name of the company is called Ebbets Field Flannels, and they've got all of like the old school like Negro League. Uh, uh, like hats and jerseys and, and then just the older jerseys and hats. And um, they've got this whole thing. They've got a whole set of grounds crew jackets that are awesome, you know? Um, so I'm going to give a little, little uh, credit to Ebbets Field Flannels. If Ebbets Field Flannels wants to sponsor us, and you can honestly just – like I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the Winnipeg Stadium grounds crew jackets. <laughs> I mean it's amazing. The you would Kansas, wear that, right? The Kansas, What's that? You would wear that. I would absolutely yeah. wear that. These grounds crew jackets are awesome. The New, York, the New York World's Fair grounds crew jacket. The Kansas City Cats ground crew. This, you know, it's, it's super cool. Um, so uh, the Brooklyn Bushwicks that's the one that I want the yeah. Brooklyn Bushwicks ground that's pretty jackets. good and they got hats and jerseys and sweatshirts and flannels and all this kind of stuff Ebbets Field Flannels anybody wants to like uh, get me some stuff on Ebbets Field Flannels I would be happy about that, that do they do hats? yeah they've got tons of hats I'm looking okay, okay. here's the Brownsville Charos 1949 vintage ball cap I don't know who that is but it's super cool the Miami Sun Sox, 1949 vintage ball cap. 
Yeah. These are all amazing baseball caps that won't necessarily belong on our list because they're not Major League Baseball teams. Right. We're only doing Major League Baseball teams. Okay. But you can get a 1954 Kansas City Monarchs hat. I would wear that. I would absolutely wear that. Buck O'Neill? Come on. What are we talking about? Buck O'Neill. If you don't know who Buck O'Neill is. You, you need – no. Yeah. I don't even want you to listen. Just turn off the podcast right now. I don't need you listening to this podcast if you don't know who Buck O'Neill is. That's the way I feel about it. Let's not alienate our whole no, listenership. Sh- shut it off, you ignorant, <laughs> ignorant person. Um, I remember what I was going to ask you now. Okay. Uh, back to keto. Just for a second. No, we're not going to hover on people, this. I think people are getting tired of the keto. I don't care. I, I think they've had enough of it. This, this, this stems from it. This uh-huh. is not necessarily a keto uh, topic by itself. How often do you weigh yourself? Okay, so I was weighing myself every day. I have a calendar above my um, scale. And then every day I write down my weight. And okay. then so I can look at, I can track it on the calendar. It's interesting to watch it like what that. What time of the day do you weigh yourself? And see, that's, it's been sketchy. It's been, it's, it just, it hasn't been consistent. It's been all over the place. Okay, so here's my question. Have you weighed yourself mm-hmm. before and after you've taken a shower? No. I weigh more after taking a shower consistently. Sure. I don't know why this is. Well, you pick- is my body absorbing water? You're, yeah, it might be absorbing some water. That makes sense. Especially because, you know, in a hot shower, your pores open up a little bit, you know? And I'll bet it absorbs some like, water. I feel like it's a pound. Like, I increase. It's not just like 0. 0.1, 0. 0.2. It's a lot. Well, if all of your skin pores just take a little bit of moisture in, it, it could be that. This has blown my mind because mm-hmm. I've never really taken my weight pre and post shower until recently. Right. And I don't know why I did. I was mm. just, like, it, was, it was one of those things. I was like, 217.0. Yeah. I wanted to be 216.9, so I could register that as 216. Sure. And um, I'm like doing anything I can, like trying to poop, trying right. to pee, trying to take a shower, anything. Right. Yeah. Well, I took a shower and then I weighed myself again, and I was more. I'm like, this is crazy. But it's not been once or twice, it's been like 10 times. Yeah. You need to try it. I'm curious if I'm the only one. I need to take a shower today, so it's it's Friday. Well, weigh yourself so. before and after. It's Friday. Okay. Shower day. Huh. That's interesting. Hmm. Obviously, the best time to weigh yourself is... Post-dump. Any time you're, you're sitting down on the toilet to do the business, you always weigh yourself after that. Well, pre and post, because then you, then you have a satisfaction of, like, I just unloaded two and a half pounds. <laughs> it's a wonderful feeling. <laughs> All right. Really quickly, before we get into our Mount Rushmore, we got a couple things to get to. First of all, the uh, NBA Eastern and Western Conference Finals, I thought after the first two games were going to be so boring, and it turns out they've been entertaining as heck. Absolutely. I mean, just awesome. I've watched most of it, and I've watched a lot of the last two Western Conference games, and Earlier in the podcast, I think maybe last week, the week before, I said, what are we doing? Why don't we just go ahead and give it to the Warriors? Uh, I don't feel that way anymore. No. The Warriors gave their very best shot to the Rockets. I mean, they punched them in the mouth. And the Rockets just got right back up and, and just went right after them. You know, like the war, like when Stephen Curry went crazy in the third quarter or whatever it was, and it was like, it seemed like, ah, okay, this is it. The Warriors going to pull away. And that's what they do. They intimidate people, and they hit a few threes. Kevin Durant does his thing, and then the, the other team gets intimidated. The Rockets appear to be not intimidated at all by the Warriors. Here's what I don't understand. I don't know if you saw the stat. James Harden 
has yeah. missed his last 20, 20. three-pointers. Yes. Uh-huh. He's missed his last 20 mm-hmm. three-pointers. Yeah. And in he's, that, not, he's not like 1 for 19. He's uh-huh. 0 for 20. In, in that last... span of time, if yeah. you take his first shot to his last shot, 0 for 20, the, war, the, the Rockets are up 12 points during that How time. How does that make any sense? I don't know, but it's... Here's the thing, Daryl Morey, when he made the, when he created this team, he he said it unapologetically. I am creating a team that can beat the Golden State Warriors. That was his whole goal. He wasn't thinking about beating anybody else. I'm creating a team that can beat the Golden State Warriors, and I think he's doing it now. The problem is because Chris Paul went nuts last night. Did you see the shimmy? Yes, yes, the shimmy. Chris Paul has now become like. One of my top five favorite players in the league. Yeah. I not just the shimmy, but all of it. He, I've not really because he hasn't played a lot of. This is his first conference finals ever, so he hasn't played a lot of meaningful minutes, and he's been played playing on teams that I don't really pay attention to. So I haven't really got to watch him very closely. Um, unlike I have been watching him in the in the playoffs this year, he's really good. He's really good. Like he's really really good. And um, then he hits this shot. It's kind of a double clutch three pointer over Stephen Curry, yeah. and it does the Stephen Curry shimmy right in his right face. Right in his face. Yeah. I mean, I loved it. I'm yeah. like, because I irrationally, I irrationally hate the Warriors. Right? Like, I just do. I can't help it. I want them to lose so bad. And the thought that that they created this super team, and that the that the uh, just because they're missing Andre Iguodala, they might lose. Like, he apparently is way more important to the team than anybody ever thought. But the problem is Chris Paul seems to have gotten hurt at the end of the last game. Hold a hammy. Hamstring, which is, yeah. uh, that's sketchy. So they're up 3-2, but I don't, I don't, here's, I don't think they can win without Chris Paul. But then again, James Harden has gone over 20. So James, Hart, James Harden just goes nuts in the next game, which he totally could. Like James oh, Harden yeah. could have a 50-point game yeah. and just like, a, a like can't miss kind of a game, and then all of a sudden the Warriors are in the finals. That would be, I mean, sorry, the Rockets are in the finals. That would be amazing. This morning on Get Up, Jalen Rose said that the coach ought to, ought to put on the board, on the whiteboard before the game, the number 30. Go to James Harden and say, This is the number of shots I want you to take tonight. Right. Just don't stop shooting. Yeah. Especially if there's no Chris Paul. Well, and that's what he said. He said, mm-hmm. sit Chris Paul for game six. Yeah. Just sit him. Just let him Because rest. I think game seven's in Houston. Yeah, game se- Yeah, they have home court advantage. So just sit him in Golden State. Just mm-hmm. just give Golden State that victory. Right. I mean, try. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, take you a might... chance that, that, that uh, Harden's going to have some sort of... Jason? It's our sister. We do the podcast. Are you going to answer it? Yeah. Okay. Um, put it hey, on Amy, speaker. we are on uh, the podcast right now. Put it on speaker. Um, I'm going to put you on speaker really quick. Is this okay? Hold on. Just call me later. Well, no, wait. What? <laughs> You're on speaker right now, so I feel like I have to commit to this. Uh, okay. What do you want? Uh, well, I want to know. <laughs> I want to know if you can pick up my kids after school next Thursday, the last day of school. Okay, well, call me next Thursday morning, and I'll tell you. Okay, well, I need to make plans now. Okay, yeah, I'll do it. (laughs) Okay. Does that work? I'll remind you later. Okay, remind me later. I'll do it, but you're going to have to remind me. I'm doing a podcast right now. I don't have time to put stuff in my phone. Well, okay, you shouldn't have answered your phone if you can't talk. Well, I saw it was you, and I thought it was important. Apparently it wasn't. <laughs> All right. Have fun. Okay. Bye. Bye.
little insight into some family, you know, dynamics. That's dynamics. how it works. <laughs> so, Amy, what are you doing? Why are you calling me? <laughs> Why are you calling me? Don't you know we're recording? So, um, anyway, uh, turns out Houston Rockets are really good at basketball. And um, I, my money is on James Harden having some sort of James Harden kind of crazy game. And, uh, and all they got to do, do is win one of the next two. Yeah. I, I, here's the thing. From the NBA perspective, could there be a worse scenario than Houston-Boston? Well, I mean, James Harden and Chris Paul are legitimate stars. And the Houston market, I think if the Houston market's like the third biggest uh, in, in the country. It's like yeah. New York la houston chicago or something like that yeah so houston is a huge market and they have legitimate stars now boston i mean boston is a huge market because and it's a big basketball town but without Kyrie and gordon hayward they got to be looking at that i mean what they want obviously they want another cleveland warriors right cleveland warriors or cleveland houston i think i think cleveland warriors would do the best uh, but TV ratings, that would be the best. I, I would think so, but I think a lot of people would be interested in watching Houston. Uh, and Cleveland. Okay, so tell me this. Yeah. Which team out of the West would Cleveland has the best chance to beat? The Houston, absolutely. I, I think that the way Houston plays, because they, they want to slow it down a little bit more. Um, I, I think the matchups are a little bit better. There's nobody that can guard Kevin Durant. Uh, and so I, I think I think it's consensus, and I've been listening to a lot of basketball podcasts lately, Bill Simmons and others. I think it's general consensus among everyone that 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 Cleveland, if they're going to win, they would much rather see the Rockets. Key statement: If they're going to win, I don't know if they can beat Boston. Well, they got to win the next two. I don't know if they can do it. Yeah, I I don't know I don't know that they can do it either. And Boston is really good. And it turns out Jason Tatum is twenty years old. I mean, he just turned twenty years old, and he's like a legit NBA superstar. Yes, like superstar. That team next year is so scary to me. If Gordon Hayward can come back like any kind of Gordon Hayward that he was, and then Kyrie can be Kyrie, and Jason Tatum just continues to grow. Jalen Brown is a beast. Marcus awesome. Smart is afraid yeah. of nobody. Right? There's it, a large part of me that would want to trade Kyrie and right, Gaden Hor- you know, oh, and, right and, now. Yeah, and, and by the way, Al Horford. Like, it's yeah. just that team is super good, and it seems like Brad Stevens is probably the best coach or one of the best two or three in the NBA right now. So that Boston team might be setting up to be better than the Warriors, better than the Rockets, better than anybody. They are really, really good. But they didn't do it super steam style. Like, they didn't just sign all-stars. Danny Ainge is the smartest GM in all of basketball. I agree. Him and Daryl Morey, I think, are the two. In basketball, and then baseball's Theo Epstein. Uh, I guess, yeah, probably. Put it together for Boston and Chicago. Yeah, but but the Boston and Chicago uh, payrolls are enormous, right? And so, like, Billy Bean doing what he does with the— He hasn't won anything. I know he hasn't won, but I'm saying there are some guys for smaller markets. That, that is just a huge advantage. Like, if you would give Billy Bean the payroll at the Red Sox, I think he'd have won a World Series by now. Maybe. Yeah, obviously maybe, Jason, okay? I, I can't guarantee anything. So um, the, the other thing in this series that's interesting, Dan, did you see the little conversation between Steve Kerr and Kevin Durant about the yes, MJ thing? Yes. So two things I take away from that. First of all, um, it, it, the, the, the biggest thing is Kevin Durant seemed nothing but annoyed by the conversation yes. and just trying to get away. And in fact, by the end of it, he walked away and Steve Kerr kind of like just kind of kept on talking, but Kevin Durant wasn't having any of it, right? Yeah. 
Um, secondly, how often do you think Steve Kerr pulls out the MJ card? I would say it's rare. I, I th- if he's smart, that's it's his, rare. That's his trump card. Right, yeah. Like, listen, I need you to do this. Yeah, like, because, I, like yeah. he doesn't talk about MJ all year, and then finally, like, he brings it out when, when he knows now's the time to bring it up, right? I just can't stand. Like, this is something my son would do. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you right I know, now. Right. I'm trying to help I'm you. I'm trying to help you. And, you and did you are... see Steve, Steve Kerr in the background that time? Yes. And he just told Kevin Durant what to do. And Kevin Durant is just standing at the top of the key holding the ball. And Steve Kerr's like, move, move, move. I don't know. It's like that's the other reason why I think that the, the Warriors are in trouble because it seems like not everything's right. And, 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 and uh, it seems like Kevin Durant's been weird in these games. He's been making some weird decisions. Yeah. Like shooting weird shots, like not going in the flow of the offense, like just trying to take it over. And I think it's difficult because when you're as good as he is, and he is good, like yeah. really, really good. You can make an argument that he might be the most unstoppable offensive threat. Ever. Ever. I think the only argument against that would be two things. The skyhook, I think, is the most unstoppable. Kareem with the skyhook. Yeah, I think the skyhook sky hook is the most unstoppable play ever. It's literally unstoppable. There's literally nothing you can do about it. And then um, uh, Wilt, during his heyday. Well, like the an unfair advantage. Early Wilt has yeah. this unfair advantage. But you could say Kevin Durant has an unfair advantage. He's like you know, yep. Stephen Curry in... Um, Wilt Chamberlain's body, Chamberlain's yeah. body is yeah. like crazy, you know. So um, Will was averaging like fifty points a game. Yeah, but but it's, there's yeah there's an argument to be made that that he is as far as like just pure scoring, just as pure scoring, he's the most unstoppable scoring force of all time because he's such a good shooter from as deep as you want to go. He can dunk on your face. He can back you up. He can hit a mid range jumper. He can handles do a, the ball great. He's got great handles. Yeah. So um, he's 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 pretty much unstoppable but he something's in his head right now yeah and he's making he's just doing weird things but the 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 rockets are playing defense man they are rough it is like they are out there and uh and and they're going after it and i think that's the reason the rockets are winning it's weird for a game between the rockets and the warriors to end under 100 points yeah you would you would picture that game to be about 135 to 125 and i think the warriors if if they if they would pick is the game going to be in the 120s or the 90s? They'd much rather the game be in the 120s. That that plays oh, to their yeah, advantage. For sure. But also, the Warriors aren't used to playing from behind, and they're not used to playing in close games. Like all year long, they're just blowing people out so much yeah. that I I just don't think if if they're not really blowing you out, they get tight. They're getting really tight in these moments. And Draymond. It could not have been a better person to make a bonehead play for me last night than Draymond. Like when, like the well, end of the game, and that he hits the you know ball hits him in the yeah, hands. Yeah, that didn't lose up. the game for him. No, but I'm just saying it made me very happy that yeah. he messed it up there because I can't stand Draymond. He shot that three late in the game and made it. When he shoots, it's like you gave the basketball to somebody from like Australia or I don't know Papua New Guinea that had never seen basketball before and just said throw this thing and that thing. Like that's what his shot looks like. It's such a weird shot. But it goes in sometimes, and it annoys me. So, not a Draymond fan. Anything else about the NBA? No, no, nothing else. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll no more after the next game. I'm excited. I, this has been a great. It's been really great. Eastern and Western Conference Finals. It's been really, really great. I love basketball. The seven game series, watching the adjustments. It's just a lot of fun. Uh, personally, I'm rooting for Cleveland and Golden State. 
I want to see just that. to see that a fourth time. Yeah, yeah. Listen, this is a Boston and LA situation from yeah, the '80s. Absolutely. As a Cleveland fan, I'm rooting for the Rockets because I think we have a slightly better chance against the Rockets, um, especially like if Chris Paul might be injured or whatever. But um, but as a basketball fan, if I was un unpartial. Non-partial, impartial. If I didn't have partiality, I would be rooting <laughs> for the Cavs and uh, and the Warriors for yeah. sure. Because you want to see that just roll it well, out again. I feel like the '80s into the early '90s was probably the NBA's best years, like 1985 to 1995, something like that. Well, '83. Like when did uh, Jordan and Magic? Or I'm, I'm sorry, Bird Magic and Bird. Yeah, when I did they come to the league? 81, 82, yeah. something like that? So like 81 to 82 through 94, yeah. something like that. 95, 96, somewhere in there. Well, there was a – there was a, yeah, because Jordan pretty much took it from there. Right. right. So Well, yeah, I mean, the Pistons had a couple really good years. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jordan took it over. Yeah. But those years yeah. were – and not just because we were young and it's a nostalgic thing, but those years were some of the best years of the NBA They're ever. a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. And I feel like like the Shaq and Kobe years and Tim Duncan years and all that stuff, it was okay. It was, it was good. It was I. But we're approaching a new age of basketball totally where this agree. is on par with back then and probably yeah. exceeding. When you're looking at the Celtics, the Warriors, the Rockets, the 76ers, and then whatever super team LeBron's going to build, like probably the Lakers, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. cool to think about. Watching what Russell Westbrook is doing, the, the averaging yeah. the triple-double. Russell Westbrook is not going to win an NBA championship, but he's as much fun to watch as anybody is. Absolutely. As, as I, there is. I, I enjoy watching the NBA more today, possibly, than ever before. I do. Yeah. I, I absolutely do. Um, part, part of it, I think, is just as a child, I, you know, I didn't probably appreciate some things that I appreciate now watching but uh, I, I think the NBA is in good shape, and I've really been having fun watching it. Yeah. So. All right, so we've, we've got a new segment uh, before we do the uh, Mount Rushmore. Do you want to address the NFL's new policy about the anthem, or are we going to stay away from politics? Well, we always – this is not something that, that, uh, that we record, but you and I always play the national anthem uh-huh. uh, before we, we press record. We stand up and we um, salute yeah. the flag. We, we both stand up, salute the flag, you know, hand on heart. All that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious where our uh, allegiances lie. You know, uh, do you think it's a good policy? Well, we're making America great again. I think so. And this is the first step in that process. Um, I'm actually against the policy, but you know, why? What? Because this is America. This is, this is it, it's. Fr- listen, you should be. Listen, listen. You need to stop right there. We live in the greatest country yeah. in the history. Of Earth, I agree. In the history of this planet, I agree. And you, as a person who lives in America, as mm-hmm. a citizen of the United States of America, yeah, you should recognize the fact that this flag represents not this little tiny issue that you're upset about. I understand, you big spoiled brat. Yeah, you need to stand up and say, "Listen, mm-hmm. I salute this flag and the freedom that it provides right. me, yeah. and I am honoring all of those who passed before me." To make my freedom stand today. Totally. This is absolutely something you do not sit, you mm-hmm. do not kneel, you do not hide in the locker room mm-hmm. because you want to throw a fit like a little spoiled brat. I'm so glad you said brat. So I agree with with what you just said, like that it is that important. And Listen, you should do there it. are other things that you can protest. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There are things Listen, that you can do. I, you yes. know what? After the game, mm-hmm. go to half court, mm-hmm. go to the midfield, 
Take right. a knee. Right. I, listen, people I, will still recognize that. I, I, this is the national freaking anthem of the uh, United States of America. <laughs> you stand up. You salute the flag. Uh-huh. Listen, it's the honorable thing to do. And if you don't do this, you have no honor. Okay. None. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Let I, Colin Kaepernick rot. <laughs> Let him rot. Okay. Listen, I understand what you're saying. And if somebody asked me, what do you want them to do? What do you think they should do? Yeah, that's exactly what I would say. But I also think that they should be free to do whatever they want to do and free to look like an idiot and then expose yourself for the ungrateful, spoiled brat that you are. But that's... We shouldn't, in this country, we shouldn't be forcing anybody to do anything like that. That's what makes America great. No, listen. And the moment we start forcing people to stand or to kneel or to, you know, whatever the, whatever the tradition is, once we start forcing people to do things like that, we, I think we lose a little bit of ourselves. And in the freedom, then it exposes the people that are smart and the people that are respectful and the people that are stupid and the people that are immature and all of those things. So I, I don't like it. I think it's a bad look. To to uh, to kneel or to sit or to, you know to not honor what's happening, but at the same point too, I- I'm glad that I live in a country that somebody can do whatever they want, even if it's stupid. As a business, as an as an ownership of a team or employees, which yeah. they are, they're employees. Sure, uh, you have the right to have like a dress code. Right. A dress code. Mm-hmm. You know, for years, Marge Shot for the Cincinnati Reds would not allow their players to have facial hair. Yeah. Well, you could say, what's well, a freedom of speech issue? I want to have facial hair because it represents my heritage. Well, I'm Scottish, and all good Scottish of, people have beards. It's not a freedom of speech issue. But, Whatever. Okay. But what I'm saying is there are certain things that businesses can do to their employees. I get to it. To say, it is our policy mm-hmm. that you wear a hairnet when you cook food. Sure. It is our policy that you wear non-slip shoes mm-hmm. when you're walking on this type of floor. Sure. Or that you wear steel-toed boots when you're in this construction. Whatever it is. Yeah. These are policies instituted by owners mm-hmm. of businesses. Sure. The policy of the owners of the mm-hmm. NFL is we are going to stand and represent the flag because you are not just advertising yourself, you know, representing yourself. Mm-hmm. We are representing the national football league okay. and we are going to be unified to support the greatest country on the history of the planet, mm-hmm. the United States of America. Right. And if you don't want to stand, then you are a total dumbhead. <laughs> Listen, I could not be more fired up about this. Listen, I, I'm trying okay. to watch my language. I know I can. Tell I, I have never been more upset about anything in sports than I am about this. And all the people that come running to the support of Colin Kaepernick, you know, what? I'm glad he's blackballed. I hope he never plays football ever again. Right. You know what? Go to the Canadian football league and play. Yeah. Take a knee for their anthem too. Oh, Canada. Uh, you you make a good point um, about a business being able to tell their employees what they can and can't do. You know the difference um, is in this business, these employees make millions and millions of dollars, mm-hmm. and they think that they are above the owners. They think that they're above the rules. Mm-hmm. No, these are the rules. Yeah. If a bunch of plumbers, you know, had to wear steel-toed shoes, that their employer said mm-hmm. that, and and all of a sudden it's like, you know what, we don't want to wear steel-toed shoes. So you know what? The employer says, okay, that's fine. Go find another job. I'll hire more plumbers. They're going to wear steel-toe shoes because okay. that's what I want to do. So I like to think of myself as an evolved thinker, okay? The, the moment that you can't uh, listen to an argument and change your mind and the moment you cross your arms and say, I'll never change my mind, that's a bad place to be in, okay? Yeah. doesn't mean you have to be wishy-washy. So I, I think of myself as that. Uh, so um, I will say that 
it's a very good argument to say that a, a employer can decide things like that for their employees and whether their employees like it or not. And if you don't like it, you're free to work somewhere else. But this is our, this is our thing. So and I think that's a very good point. What I would be very much against would be some sort of law passed that says, you know, every time the national anthem is played, you must stand and salute or whatever. I, I would be very against that law law as a country because I think that's an overreach of, of the government. But talking about just a citizen of just, the United States, like you, yeah. if you don't stand, right. then you're going to put in jail. A really cool thing happened the other day. Uh, my daughter had a volleyball game and uh, it was at the high school one of the local high schools here. And uh, as we were walking out, everybody's walking out of the volleyball game, there was a um, track meet happening just right across the parking lot. And uh, everybody's, I don't know, there's probably 100 people, maybe maybe more, 150 people in the parking lot just like randomly spread out walking to their cars. And all of a sudden, the national anthem started and everybody stopped, took their hats off and put their hands on their heart and waited in the middle of the parking lot. Everything just stopped yep. and waited for the national anthem. I think that's awesome. And, yes. I, and I love that because I do, agree with all of what you said about the, our country being great, all that kind of stuff. So, um, so I would be opposed to it as a law though, you know, like I right. think somebody in that situation should be able to keep on walking to their car and be like, no, I hate America or whatever. And that's fine. You can do that if you want to do that. Um, you know, but, uh, as an employee, you but do as what an employee, your you make says. a good, you make a good point. Mm-hmm. Our kids, I went to my son's field trip the other day. So we're in his school at, you know, eight thirty in the morning when school starts. Mm-hmm. They play the national anthem. All the kids stand up, or not the national anthem, they do the Pledge of Allegiance. All the kids stand up, they hold their hand over their heart, and they recite it. Mm-hmm. And, and the room was filled with half of the parents that were going on this field trip too. Right. All the parents took off their hats, same thing, repeated the pledge. Yeah. This is the honorable thing to do. Not because it's uh, the, the legal thing to do, but because it's the honorable thing to do. And our country has lost its honor with so many Americans who are just the worst mm-hmm. people, the right. worst. Yeah. They demand to uh, receive honor. They demand to receive, res- you know, receive respect. You know, that I, I'm not, you know, my, my, my thoughts and opinions don't count, you know, and these things don't matter and yada, yada, yada. You're an idiot because if you show honor, you will receive honor. If you show respect, you will receive respect. These people are not showing honor and respect. Therefore, they will never receive honor and respect. Mm. That's the truth. Deep. If you do the honor, no, this is absolutely true. You plant a kernel of corn, you're going to reap corn. This is sowing and reaping. Mm. This is a principle. Farmers have understood this for tens of thousands of years. Whatever you plant is what you reap, what you harvest. If you want, if Colin Kaepernick wants to make a difference, he needs to do this honorably. And there's a right and a wrong way to do this. And he is absolutely doing it the wrong way. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I think Colin Kaepernick's making mistakes. A- absolutely. He's you know? an idiot. Yeah. So well, I didn't okay, realize get off we of this. were talk about that. We, we I didn't need... even want to, but this I is, I and to... I don't want to turn people away from the show, but this is the one subject where I just get so upset about. Mm-hmm. I'm so angry. And everybody, you watch anybody on ESPN or any of those shows, they are the biggest group of left-wing idiots. I'm sorry. They 
just have no concept of any of this stuff. There's a they couple, don't understand there's a couple undercover right wing guys. Like that they don't talk about it that much, but they actually kind of are. They just they don't want to get fired, so they don't yeah. really talk about it. So but those guys they're welcome to come on our show and talk about whatever they want to talk about, right? Yeah, I there's a good chance that we'll never get hired on at ESPN because of this. Right. I don't mm-hmm. care. That's because fine. it's the honorable thing. We're I'm be, doing the right we're thing. We're be bigger than ESPN. Heck yeah. That's what I say. Heck yeah. All right. So um freaking twelve gauge, what do you think? What do you think? So there's a new there's a new segment on the show and and we'll make it quick. The new segment of the show is called Dad Vice. Now we still don't have a um a jingle for Dad Vice, but dad it doesn't matter. Vice, dad Vice. No. Listen to this no, advice no, from just stop, us. Just okay. stop. Just stop. I might make a jingle. At some point, uh, who knows? Davy C might make a little dad vice drop for us. We don't know. Right? We're not asking him. No, to. no, Dave, you've got a lot on your plate. He's a busy okay? man. Um, but uh, you know, at the same time, too, you know, it's just you know. Dave strikes me as someone who would like. I mean, I've never met him. Yeah, he strikes me as someone that might train um, German shepherds. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, on the side, like he's teaching them to do things. And, sure. Like he's got like thirty-two dogs in his backyard, and okay. they all like do certain things they like have a dog circus uh-huh i don't know why i think that but okay um have you do you get yeah, this feeling from him not not really at all but that's fine you know uh if <laughs> if that's what uh if that's how you feel that's how, that's how i picture you know, dave right into the show tell us if we're wrong you know, or if, if jason's wrong i i i don't really picture you uh, that way. So, but uh, the new segment's called Dad Vice, and every week Jason and I are going to give you a, a circumstance, a situation, uh, and uh, and tell you the right way to navigate. Last week we talked about eating vegetables. This week, really quickly, uh, it's the end of the school year, mm. and uh, what happens at the end of the school year? The last week or two, the kids completely check out of school. Yes. Okay. Now, what is your normal bedtime for your kids? Okay, so at seven thirty, we start the process. Uh huh. To go to bed. Right. Unfortunately, this time of year, the kids have ball games at 7 o'clock at night. Yeah, it's messed Which up. often, we don't even get home till 8.30, 9 o'clock. Yeah. Which is way past their bedtime. But the typical bedtime, we start the process at 7.30. Hey, guys, get your jammies on, brush your teeth, take a shower, do whatever you have to do. Right. And then the goal is, by 8 o'clock, they're starting to get into their bedrooms, uh-huh. starting to settle down. Okay. And then by 8.30, I want them quiet. Right. That's that's the typical standard night for us. Okay. Uh, has that changed over the last couple of weeks? It, yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. So what's the right thing to do? Should you, should you buckle down and be like, no, this is what we do, and when school is over, you can stay up a little bit later? Or how do you navigate that? <sighs> this is difficult. Um, it's a balance. I try really, really hard to stay to the thing that we've continued to do, mm-hmm. but it's impossible. Like, I, once again, it's the same thing with the vegetables from last week. I get tired of fighting. Yeah. At a certain sure. point, I'm like, guys, just listen. Don't kill each other. Here's, like, I don't care. Okay, so here's my only advice. Yeah. If you decide that you're going to stick to your guns and you're going to make it happen, then make it happen. If you're going to decide that they can stay up later, then make it your idea. Don't make it like you wanted them to go to bed early and then they talked you in to staying up later or that they want you can't let your kids win, okay? You can't let them win when it comes to this kind of you stuff. You give them an inch, they'll take you a mile. You are the authority. Anytime there's a disagreement, you are the authority, right? Yeah. And you are the one that decides, no, this is what's going to happen. So what you do is you present it to your kids, you say, "Hey guys, I got great news for you, okay? It's the last week of school. You guys really aren't doing much any I've decided bedtime now, 10 o'clock." Right. And then and now they're excited. 
you know, they feel like they get this, but still at 10 o'clock, then you, then you shut it down, you know? So that's, that's my advice. Don't, don't fight it and then give in because you can't, because you can't fight it anymore. Decide beforehand that this is what you're going to do, or this is what you're not going to do, and then stick with it. My problem is I start playing Fortnite around eight thirty nine 9 o'clock. Well, that's an issue. Yeah. I need the kids in bed because it doesn't work if I'm playing Fortnite and they're in the room. Right. I get distracted very easily. <laughs> okay. So, um, so uh, that's the dad advice for the week. Okay. Uh, hopefully we have helped you navigate your, um, I don't know, whatever. So Mount Rushmore this week, uh, we're going to do a Mount Rushmore for uh, baseball hats. Now, they're not necessarily our favorite baseball hats of all time, right? Uh, the, the guy who made Mount Rushmore, those weren't his four favorite presidents. Well, how should we do this? Because are, are we picking iconic hats? Mm-hmm. Are but, we picking hats to match the president? Because uh, this is a whole different sure, conversation. Sure. If we're picking the uh, major league hats of the Mount Rushmore, mm-hmm. that is going to be a different conversation of president by president, which hat are we going to place on them? To me, this is president by president. If, if we were going to do, like, just picking our favorite hats, we would do a draft, and then we would go back and forth, and then be like, oh, I really wanted that one, you know, and then we would do a draft. But to me, this is, we're going to put a baseball cap on every president. So you want to just start, we'll end, you want to end on Washington? No, let's end on Roosevelt. You want to end on Roosevelt? Because I feel like Washington, let's go Washington, Jefferson, okay. Lincoln, Roosevelt. Right. Okay. So um, to me, the Washington hat seems to be a pretty cut and dry case. Okay. Um, it's the Washington Nationals. Uh, tell me why I'm wrong. Um, I love this hat for George Washington. Right. Um, I think there might be something to say for um, maybe the Yankees. I mean, it's, sure. it's kind of a patriotic mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, you know, fighting the British Empire. Right. Uh, you know, George Washington led, you know, mm-hmm. the red the Redcoats are coming. The Redcoats are coming. That was Paul Revere? Yeah, but George Washington was part of that. Okay. He crossed the Delaware River. Yes. Uh-huh. In a boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. And there's people on the boat. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So I think you can I make a case agree. for the Yankees. Now, now, now you could also make a, a case for the Washington Senators, but mm. I like the the Washington Senators hat is basically the same color scheme, um, except it's a W. It's just a uppercase non cursive W. The Washington Nationals is that that kind of cursive W. It's got yeah. a better look to it. It's I a think. slam dunk, right? Yeah. So to me, let's just move on. George Washington gets the Washington Nationals hat. I think it's I think it's the only way to go. Do you like the solid red Nationals hat? Do you like the blue one with the red the red bill? I like the red hat with the white letter. The red all red hat with the all white red letter. hat white How letter. How much of that is our Cincinnati Reds bias coming through? I like red in general. Okay. We're also Buckeye fans. Yeah. It's red is something our, our school colors. Yeah. We're red. Mm-hmm. Our kids school colors are red. Yeah. Uh, I like that. 
Okay, I like that too. I would say the standard Washington Nationals hat is the blue hat, red bill, white W with the red outline, slight red outline around. Now, that would be red, white, and blue. Uh-huh. To me, that's the standard. It's not my favorite. Like, if I was going to get a Nationals hat, I would do what you just said, just the solid red. But to me, that's the standard Washington Nationals okay, hat. Okay, listen. If it's going to sit on his head on yeah. Mount Rushmore, yeah. we want the big red hat. We want the big red hat? Yeah. Okay, big red hat it is. Who do we go to next? Um, Jefferson. Jefferson. Okay, so uh, Jefferson was uh, from Virginia. Uh, he's the writer of the uh, Declaration of Independence. He um, visited France a few times. He, he uh, was instrumental uh, in the uh, – he, he, he uh, executed the Louisiana Purchase – so somehow that could be a part of it. Um, he uh, is very, very intelligent guy, um, very adventurous guy, very uh, studied. Um, so what, based upon all of the, all the information, everything you know about Jefferson, what kind of hat do you give him? You don't know? No. Now, here, here's what I will say, because some of these hats, like, I really like some of these hats a lot. Um, and like, I would love to put um, Chief Wahoo on one of these presidents. Yeah. I'm going to have a hard time with that. Not putting Chief Wahoo on one no, of these? No, like, I don't know, like, who to put him on. What does that mean? Is well, there, yeah. like, racial overtones, undertones? Well, I don't know. Well, sure, there are. But, uh, but I we love can, the Blue Jays hat. But we can do whatever we want to do. But I love the Blue Jays hat, too. Here's what I think. Here's what I want... I think this is what I want Thomas Jefferson to have. I want him to have the black back, white front, Baltimore Orioles with the uh, cartoon Oriole that's got his own hat on with the orange bill. I like that hat. Yeah, is there there something specific that you're pointing to to say this has to be that? Well, you know, it's East Coast. Uh, My my only other thing, my only other suggestion would be the Hank Aaron uh, Atlanta Braves hat. With that, uh, it's like red, white, and blue, um, and it's got the um, it's 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 just got a really good look. Do you know Do you know which hat I'm talking about? Uh, yes. Um, and and the reason I like that hat is um, because well, yes, it's red, white, and blue. Jefferson was more of a southerner. He's from Virginia, although Washington was from Virginia too. But but he to me he had more of a southerner kind of feel, and uh, that's a southern team it would have been kind of his part of the country in a sense um so i really like that hat a lot um and i I want that hat to be somewhere on our um list and so um yeah that's 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 where i'm that's where i'm coming so the louisiana purchase basically opened up a gateway to the west yeah it was everything west of the mississippi basically Uh uh-huh so the mississippi runs right up through st louis and st louis is often referred to as the gateway city sure right with the arch and all Mm -hmm. that stuff yeah should we put a St. Louis hat on him? So we're going to St. Louis hat because there are no other cities necessarily. Um, like if if you're picturing New Orleans, New Orleans, they don't have a baseball team. Uh-huh. There's no team down there. The yeah. closest one would probably be Houston. Yeah, um, and that doesn't. I mean, it doesn't Houston's make any got a couple sense. cool hats, but yeah, for sure. Well, so and it doesn't get, make any sense for Jefferson. And, and the but, Cardinals are as much as you and I hate the Cardinals because we're Reds fans. The Cardinals are an iconic team. Yes. Uh, in in baseball history, I don't think you could put any like you, none of these guys are getting a, a Diamondbacks hat. Probably not. Let's not get carried away. We don't know yet. Okay, but I think there should be a a, a sense of iconicness to these. Uh, so hats. I I feel like 
for Jefferson, we should put on the the St. Louis Cardinal hat. Yeah, the one where the it's the blue hat, red bill, red cardinal, sitting on a bat. Sitting on a bat. I agree. Now the the other option would be the S and the L, the S T and L, which is a really cool little look. But I I agree. I like the red cardinal. Blue hat, red bill, sitting on the bat. Yeah. I, I think that's what Thomas Jefferson gets. He he opened up the West. It's a bit of a pun, in, pun intended tip of the hat to the Louisiana Purchase. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's the right move. I feel really good about this. Yeah. So far, I think our first two picks are slam dunks. Absolutely. It's worth noting that so far, no Yankees hat, which is probably the most iconic hat that there is. Well, you could say the most iconic president is probably Washington. So that... Or is it Abraham Lincoln, who we're going to do next? Abraham Lincoln might be the most iconic president. He might be the most famous president we've ever had. Um, Abraham Lincoln, now, there's a, there's a bit of a fight. Now, Abraham Lincoln was born in Kentucky, but Illinois calls themselves the land of Lincoln because he kind of grew up and lived there. So, you know, so Illinois and Kentucky want to fight over Abraham Lincoln. Those are his roots, Kentucky and Illinois. Um, if, if you want to say Illinois, there's Chicago right there. I mean, he wasn't a Chicago guy, but it's the Chicago Cubs are right there or the White Sox. Um, you know, what are your, do you have any kind of thoughts off the top of your head about? Um, okay, this to me is absolutely just as much of a slam dunk as the rest of them. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with uh, any of that that you just mentioned. Okay. But rather what he's known for with the top hat. If you go oh, back dear. to the 1970s. Oh, no. Oh, no. Right? I'm, I, I know the where you're pirates, going. That, the black yeah. hat that's kind of like a circle. It's not a traditional baseball hat. Yeah. But it's like the old school. It's like a circle hat. It's, a, it's got a flat top. It's got a flat top. It's, it's like an engineer's hat. Almost. It's like somebody that's, that's, that's driving a train. It's and an some elevated. Of them, Listen, some, this some, could easily be um, a, a miniature version of Lincoln's top hat. If you're putting a hat on sure. Lincoln, it's this hat. Sure. We know Lincoln look, looks good. In and a top a, hat. In a tall hat. Yes. And some of these hats, like I'm looking at them right now, are comically tall. Like <laughs> it's like what it's like, why does yours have seven stripes and the other ones only have two or three? Um that's that's a good point. Boy, that's a really good point. For, I, I'm just talking visually. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That Is that like a thing? <laughs> <laughs> is that? <laughs> who is that? Who is that? Um, who is that? I, I don't know who that is. Uh, I can't see, but I'm, I'm listen. Just that's the hat that belongs on Lincoln. That's the hat that boy. That is that is really hard to argue. That's an excellent, listen. Excellent you need point. to save that because we're going to put that in the description on the podcast. That picture. We can put a picture in the description. I'm going to try. Okay. Well. All right. We'll try. All right. I'm saving it right now on my desktop. Um. So you feel like, boy, that's that's really hard to argue. That's really hard to argue. I mean, I was going to make a pitch for a couple of the White Sox hats that I've liked over the years. There are a couple kind of cool old school White Sox hats. Um, the 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 kind of the really old school one that it was like a bit. It was a kind of a dark dark blue with a big S and then an O at the top of the S and an X at the bottom of the S. Um, I really really like that hat. Like I would totally buy that hat today. Um, and I, and, uh, and I like the, I really like that Atlanta Braves hat. See, that's the thing that, that lowercase a, the red, white, blue, I really, really, really like that. But boy, it is hard to argue the top hat. That is, it's a slam dunk, right? (sighs) Boy, I want to say that it's not, but, um, I think you're, I think you're right. I think it is a slam dunk, but I, 
this is a shocking development. To me, this was the one hat that was definitely not going to be on the list, and now <laughs> it's like like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Yeah, it has found its way on Mount Rushmore because it belongs. Because we're fitting it to each individual president. That's right. Now, it, now, listen. If you and I were making a Mount Rushmore of hats, that hat would not belong on there. I, I think I would make a case. I, I like that hat a lot. I, I hate that hat. It wouldn't. I wouldn't allow it. I wouldn't. Would stand you wear for that it. hat? No, I wouldn't wear that hat. I, I think I, just, I would. I just. I know you would. <laughs> and I wouldn't. <laughs> I really. I would rock that. Hat. I really don't like that hat. So um, we're down to. If you ever want to get me a present, get me that hat. I just might do that. My wife would hate it. It's an ugly hat. I would totally wear it everywhere I went. Mm-hmm. The only problem is I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan, and, and Cincinnati and Pittsburgh for years have right. been rivals to some point. Right. And uh, So do you have any, as we're going to, uh, to Teddy Roosevelt, do you have any... Um, Oh, favorite hats that are just out there that you just feel like are worth mentioning. Well, I love the Milwaukee hat yes. with the glove and the I ball. Totally in it. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's such a cool hat, and apparently, it's got some like there's like more happening with that hat than you think there is. Uh, there's something with that glove. Um, well, Milwaukee Brewers. So M is the fingers, and then the glove is the B. Yeah. So it's M B. Right. Yeah. On sure. It, within the logo of the glove itself. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. Right. Um, now, I do feel like the other hat that, that I tend to like a lot is the... Um, oh, shoot. What was it? Um, I'm scrolling through here. I, I like the White Sox one where it's just the white hat and it's like a baseball player. Yeah. The blue baseball player. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. That's a very cool hat. Um, I like the Blue Jays hat, which we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like the Detroit Tigers, yeah. you know, Magnum PI. Yeah, that there's something with that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I think the Detroit Tigers hat would probably belong on the Mount Rushmore of hats. But once again, we're fitting a hat to each individual person. I really like the Angels, uh, the the California Angels older hats um, a lot. I don't know exactly why, but there's just something about them that I, I really, really enjoy. So, um, like you mentioned the Blue Jays one earlier. The Blue Jays one's pretty iconic. There are a lot of really, really great hats, but that's not really what we're doing today. I love the Padres hat, the old school San Diego Padres. The brown one. The brown and yellow yeah. one. Right, yeah. It's that's, very vintage looking. Yeah. To me, there's a few different lists here. There, there's like my favorite hats like that I would want to buy. Like if you told me, Dan, I'm going to buy you four baseball hats today, uh, what four do you want? Um, I would... That would be a very different list. Like, I would probably want... Are you talking about, like, the, the, the yellow and brown one? Yeah. Yeah. I would probably want that, that hat, because I like it a lot. Um, but that's a totally different... I love, like, the Brooklyn Dodgers, mm-hmm. because that's, like, an old school... Yeah. I have... A, I was, I'm wearing one right now. I have the... I love yeah. the Brooklyn Dodgers. It's a great hat. hat. It's a fantastic hat. Um, but this, all of this is not what we're doing. We are putting a hat on Teddy Roosevelt, and I have an idea... Um, but but before I say it, I, I'd like to hear your thoughts because I have a very specific thing for Teddy Roosevelt. Are you pitching it? Uh, I okay, I can pitch it now. I just didn't well, know I, if you. I, had I it. don't know. I mean, okay. like, here's, so, yeah. Describe Teddy. 
uh, Teddy Roosevelt, um, bully, like uh, he, that was something he used to say all the time. He, uh, he, he very much believed in westward expansion. Yes. Um, he took over, he probably maybe never would have become president because he was such a divisive, kind of like uh, difficult person to listen to. He's really like kind of grating, but then he was McKinley's vice president because he was so good at his job. McKinley wanted him as a vice president. He wouldn't have been very electable as a president, but then McKinley gets shot and all of a sudden Roosevelt's president and, and in in the middle of this, he's he's arguing with like unions and like helping um, not not un- but uh, not arguing with unions. He's he's helping people. Um, you know, he's fighting against uh, businesses taking advantage of people. He's uh, so uh, he he was very much an outdoorsman. He was a hunter. He had lots of land in the Dakotas. Uh, he would shoot bears. Um, he was very aggressive as a child. He collected. Um, he was really into taxidermy and like uh, collecting like animals and things like that. Like so. His he whole was room, destined he, to either be the president or a serial killer. Kind of, yeah, okay. yeah. He was a really, really tough dude. Um, he he oversaw the digging of the uh, Panama Canal. That's um, a big deal. He led soldiers um, in in battle. He he was he 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 was a really really tough guy, kind of a grading guy. Um, but my argument, so that's that's you know. And there's more, but you know that's a lot to know about Teddy Roosevelt and making this decision. Now, um, th- the thing about him is that the word teddy bear came from him. The reason we say teddy bear is because Teddy Roosevelt. He was a bear. He was a bear, and they, 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 then they created these teddy bears, right? That, that, the teddy bear was created during his administration as an homage to Teddy Roosevelt, these little teddy bears. And, um, and so... Uh, because of that, I would like to give him the Cubs hat. Mm. That's got now it's an older school Cubs hat. It's a it's a darker blue. It's got just a standard C, and then inside of the C is the shape of a bear holding a bat. Very much of a teddy bear kind of a thing. Now there are some other teddy bear type hats with the Cubs, um, you know, because the Cubbies, you know, it's that kind of thing. There's like an old school one that's just kind of the outline of a of, a, of the face of a bear. Um, I feel like that's worth consideration because of the teddy bear aspect of Teddy Roosevelt. Any thoughts? That's, no, that's a very, very good one. I, I would not have made that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's very iconic, you know, uh, the Cubs are. So, um, so I, I would think – but there are some butt ugly Cubs hats that I'm seeing, like some like random ones that they've done over the years, like special ones, like super ugly. But uh, the standard Cubs hat is, is, is pretty vanilla. It's, it's nice. I like it, but there's not too much to it. But there's a couple of Cubs hats that have like a picture of a teddy – of a bear kind of on them. Is there um, any other bear hat? Like the, gri- the – uh, not the Grizzlies. That's a basketball team. I don't think there's Colorado any- Rockies. Do they ever have a bear? No, they have a mascot? I don't think so, yeah. Um, I don't think that there is one. That might be that might be the best pick. I, that it's the pick that that I would like to uh, to go with. But but you know sometimes you surprise me. I wasn't seeing the the Pittsburgh thing coming with uh, Lincoln. So d- do you have any any? You other? know I don't. I mean you, you you mentioned what other hats I generally like. 
Yeah. I love the Expos hat. Oh, I love, love, love the Expos hat. I would have a hard time putting the Expos hat on Teddy Roosevelt. I never understood why, like, how the Expos are associated with ELB, you know. But uh, <laughs> actually, I think it is, though. Uh, it is ELB and an M because it's like a French word or something. I don't know. Um, I, I, I really like the um, Oakland A's hat. Mm-hmm. There's a couple different varieties of that. Yes, there. there's some A's hats that are super cool. Um, there, there should be. Um, an ace hat, maybe a Philadelphia ace hat that has like a uh, an elephant on it. Yeah, uh, that I like a lot. Uh, that's a very nice hat. Yeah. Uh, just scrolling through a couple lists of different things. We we talked about the Blue Jays hat. Um, I love. I think my favorite blue. Well, I like both Blue, blue Jays hat. Whether it's yeah. all blue or has the white top. Yeah. With mm-hmm. the blue uh, Blue Jay in the middle. Yeah. Um, that's very very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. You know, we grew up near Columbus, Ohio, which was the minor league team for the Yankees for years, AAA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not a Yankee hater. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people are because sure. in our area, well, throughout the country, people are Yankee haters. Right. I'm not. I, I kind of like the Yankees. Right. Um, I'm not rooting for them necessarily. They're, I'm not a fan of their team, but I'm not a Yankee hater. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I would wear a Yankee hat. Okay. Yeah. I can't wear it around my wife because she would slit my throat in my sleep. Sure. Uh, but... Yankees hat is cool. Chief Wahoo is a classic hat. Mm-hmm. I love Chief Wahoo. Yeah. Um, it's a great, and this is the last year that the, it's going to be officially licensed, uh, product. Yeah. They're not going to sell it anymore. So. I, feel, I feel like there'll be third party people making oh, it. Oh, yeah. There are going to be people making it because it'll always sell. It just won't be officially licensed. Yeah. It won't be an MLB officially product. licensed. Yeah. yeah. Um, gosh, I, you know what? I think you're right with the, 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 Chicago Cubs. Yeah, I go Chicago Cubs, the the dark blue one that's got the 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 little bear on it holding a bat. That's that's the one that I go with. Are we good? Yeah, I you okay. know. So, uh Washington has the Washington Nationals hat. That's Slam dunk. so obvious. You just had to go with it. Um and then you've got Jefferson with the uh, St. Louis hat with the bird on it. And then we've got Lincoln with the uh, super ugly, super tall, weird Pittsburgh Pirates hat. I love that one. It's, it's, it's hard to argue. And then uh, finally, uh, Teddy's got the teddy, the teddy bear on, on his yeah. head. And I think it's perfect. Um, if, if we, we'll, we'll put that up on uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, can you like graphically Photoshop those hats on there? Sure, why not? You know. <laughs> I mean, I've got an hour that I can just waste <laughs> doing that. I'm not going to say I'm not going to do it, uh, but uh, you're not, not but, but I'm not going to guarantee that that's going to be done. Okay, okay. If listen, what if maybe one of our listeners could do it. That would be that would be very nice. If one of our listeners could put those hats on the presidents, that would be great. Yeah, I could do it. Could I do it? Yeah, sure, I could do it. <laughs> but uh, do I want to? Actually, yeah, I really want to. It's all I want to do. Do you have time to do it? Not at all. So I don't have time to do what we're doing right now. So, um, all right. So last but not least, Jason, what is your Netflix suggestion oh, gosh, of the week? I don't even know. Can you go first? Okay, yeah, I can go first. Uh, so there's a new documentary. Well, it's new to Netflix. It says it was made in 2017. So I don't know, you know how new it is to Netflix, but I just have seen it. It's called 89, and it's about the 1989 Arsenal football team. Okay. And, uh, soccer as some people would call it, but, uh, uh, you and I are Tottenham fans. Mm-hmm. We're very happy to be Tottenham fans and we hate Arsenal, but, uh, this is a really great 
great documentary. It says, mixing old footage with interviews, this is the story of Arsenal's improbable win versus Liverpool in the final moments of the 1989 championship game. It's a really well-done documentary. It's super interesting, super compelling, and really good. So it's called 89... I just, I just really, really like it. And it's, it's interesting. There's no narrator in this documentary. It's only interviews with people that went through it. But they've pieced it together in such a way that you don't need a narrator, right? Um, and so, uh, it's, so it's different uh, than other things I've seen. But I really, really like it. It's called 89. It's about the 1989 Arsenal team that beat uh, like a stacked Liverpool team that had won like the last 10, you know, Premier League championships, uh, that kind of stuff. So, um, there it is. It's really good. Everybody should watch it. Okay, so my Netflix suggestion of the week um, is a non-suggestion. Like, um, don't watch this. Don't watch this, right. That's, I think that's valuable. I, I, I think that's legitimate. It I, is valuable. Okay. So the other night, um, it was one of those nights, I had a hard time sleeping, a lot on my mind, you mm-hmm. know, running around, acting crazy. And um, I laid down at night. I'm just flipping through my Netflix. And this was the last one that I watched two nights ago. Um, from 1995. Okay. It's rated PG-13. Okay. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it is an awful movie. It's really bad. I very, very, very much would love to love this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish it was good. Sure. Um, it's almost unwatchable. I, I haven't seen the whole thing. Uh, I it, I remember at one time it was like on TV or something. Uh, let me turn this on. And it is. I just turned it off immediately because it was that it's bad. It's the worst. Yeah. Um, most movies made after video games right. tend to be bad, and most video games made after movies are bad. Right? Um, yeah. They don't really go together. Yeah. You know, they try too hard to. I, I don't even know. It's just it, it, it's there's like no flow. In trying to make the movie fans happy and the video game fans happy, you end up making neither of them happy. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I, I, if there was a way to do that, you would have to make them at the same time. Right. To say, you know, we are going to think this through for video game purposes. And for movie purposes, but they, they can't pattern off of each other. They're very, I don't know if there's any movies now that I'm thinking about it that are based after a video game that I like. I'd I'd have to think like Laura Croft is awful. Yeah. That's not a good, um, I'm not even sure. I mean, I, I know there's been others. Um, you know what, if, if you do say though, it wasn't based after a movie, but Mike Tyson's punch out was a pretty great game. Based off of a real life, you know, Mike Tyson. No, we're boxing. talking about though a movie. I know based it's a little upon bit different. A video game. It's a little bit different. So here are some. You tell me if any of these were good. Okay. Mortal Kombat. Horrible. Now I, the one mark I will give more Mortal Kombat. One of the main guys in it was also in Beverly Hills Ninja. So, you know, there's that. Starring Chris Farley. Oh my gosh. Tomb Raider. No. Warcraft. No. I haven't seen it, but I assume it's not good. Street Fighter starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. No. That might be the best one so far. It would, yes, it absolutely is the best one so far. It's, Prince of Persia starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, you know, I don't know if I saw that one. I saw it. I thought it was kind of entertaining, you okay. know? But I don't remember, like... You didn't fall like, in love with it. I hope they make five more of these. Yeah. You know, that thought didn't cross my mind. Uh, Silent Hill. I... I don't. I don't know if I've seen it. I haven't seen it either, and I haven't played the game. So, Doom, starring The Rock and somebody else, night uh, two thousand five. No, I, I think I saw that. It was not good. Okay, uh, two thousand one movie, Final Fantasy. Never heard of it. Okay, the nineteen ninety seven follow up to Mortal Kombat. No, okay. I haven't seen it, but it can't be good. It can't be. Uh, nineteen ninety three, 
Super Mario Brothers. Oh, movie. man. Yeah, that was bad. It was <laughs> really bad. All right. Uh, some of these I'm not really recognizing. I'm not even going to mention it. Resident Evil, I think it was pretty popular. Yeah, You know, I actually like those movies. Okay. I haven't seen those movies. With Mila Djokovic. Mila Djokovic. Very great name. Uh, Max Payne. Uh, is that Mark Wahlberg? I think so. Yeah, I like yeah, it's that Mark movie. Wahlberg. Yeah, I like that movie. Okay. So I don't I mean, it wasn't like awesome. Okay. Um, let's see. 1994 Double Dragon. Remember that movie? I don't. It was not good. No. It was really bad. <laughs> uh, Need for Speed, just kind of trying to play off of the whole, um, uh, whatever those popular movies are. What are those movies with Vin Diesel and, um, you know, all of those? Fast, fast, fast and Furious. Yeah. It's like they were trying to make a Fast and Furious movie, basically. Yeah. And no. Need for Speed. Um, I used to play Need for Speed, actually. It was a great video game. It was a, it was a, you got more points for doing dangerous things, I remember. Like uh, getting close to cars, stuff like that. So just re- Tron. I actually um, kind of like Tron. The new one or the old one? Uh, the old the, one was I, not great. No, the old one. I liked the new one. It was okay. I, I liked mean, it. I, I, I mean, I, it's not, you know. Uh, well, listen, we have a mutual friend. I won't say his name, but his name is Jad. Okay. And uh, he... Jad is, gets excited about things. It's the most amazing he, movie ever. He gets excited about things. I can't stand it. Uh-huh. Like, it, it's a turn off to me. I can't, like, I can't enjoy Tron... When I hear Jad's voice in my head saying, okay. it's the most amazing movie ever. Sure, sure. Uh, now, this this next movie would be at the top of the list, but it doesn't really count because it's not really based upon a video game. Um, it's it's a little bit reversed, but Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, okay. Yeah, I liked Wreck-It Ralph. Now, there's a, uh, Wreck-It Ralph was great, but there was no Wreck-It Ralph game that they based it. They created a thing, but there's all this other kind of like game stuff in it. There's other video game characters in it, yeah. which is fun. Um, but I, I don't really think it counts. Well, like, and there, what was the movie with um, Adam Sandler and the big Pac-Man thing? Oh, I hated that movie. I liked it. Oh, I hated that I movie. I liked it. I thought it was Pixels. Awful. Pixels, yeah. I thought that was I awful. like Pixels. A um, couple more. They made a movie based upon Far Cry. Did you see that? No. Um, the Wizard, that doesn't really count, but that's a great movie. Um, yeah, there's really not a lot left on the list. So I think the best one... Well, King of Kong, of course. I mean, that's the best one. It's kind of a movie it's based a upon a video. It's a documentary. Um, if you don't count the King of Kong, I think probably like the legitimately like best one on the list would probably be. Oh man, there. Um, there's just. I mean, maybe the best one that I've seen was probably Prince of Persia. You seem to like Max Payne. I don't think I saw that. Yeah, Tron. It, I guess maybe he's the best one on the list. Yeah, not a lot of good ones. Not a lot of good ones. Well, listen, my Netflix non-suggestion of the week is... Uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Finish him. All right. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Do you have anything else before we wrap it up? Nope. All right. Well, this is Dan signing off for Jason, reminding you to always keep your stick on the ice and never wear the blue sweats. I take it all in stride. This is what it feels like to build beneath Narcissistic, insecure I've been known to be both those words Masochistic, immature Yeah, you've seen me at my worst